Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Tonight we're going to continue a little bit in our series of Square One. We're in week number five. We've been talking a lot about growth and ask the worship team to stay uh, stay with us. We're going to have some more time of just worship uh, towards the end. And really tonight I really just want to focus in on, on just the presence of God. You know, it's the presence of God that, that makes a tremendous impact in our life. It's what separates us uh, from, from the world. And if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to two different places. Uh, we'll be in 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. And Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. Exodus 33 14. And uh, we'll start in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had been in bed, had gone to bed, and the lamp of God had not gone out yet. And Samuel was sleeping in the, ta- in the tabernacle near the ark of God. And suddenly the Lord cried out, Samuel. Flip over to Exodus chapter 33, verse 14. It says, this is God speaking to Moses. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if, and Moses is talking back to God. He said, if, if your presence will not go with me, Do not bring us from here, for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and your people? Is it not your, if it, is it not in your going with us so that it will distinct, uh, set us apart and your people for every other people on the face of the earth? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank You for Your presence that's in this place right now. God, we desire to grow closer to You. We desire to grow closer in Your presence, God. And Lord, I just ask that You would just speak to us tonight. Speak to us clearly and and concisely, Lord. We've been in just a a time of prayer and fasting. And as we just enter into some more worship, God, I just ask, God, that You would move in our lives in a great way, in a powerful way, Lord. Speak to us that we could be changed forever. And ever, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, tonight, real quick, I want to talk about three things uh, that God's presence produces in our life. Three things that God's presence produces in our life. And uh, the first thing that God's presence produces in our life is number one, it produces rest. It produces rest. The presence of God produces rest. In our lives. And in Exodus chapter 33, verse 14, uh, God spoke to Moses. And, you know, think about Moses. Think about what he was going through. Uh, most theologians don't, uh, can't come to a conclusion of how many people uh, were in Israel, but almost everyone believes that it was for sure over a million people. And uh, so that's a tremendous amount of responsibility to try to take that group of people out of uh, a country and facing uh, a a dictator at that time facing somebody they had been in slavery for many many years and and uh, and and God was using Moses to do this and 
it's really it's really something that God's been speaking to me a lot uh, lately of the presence of God. And, and Moses had such an incredible perspective on that that he was he wasn't afraid of the task. For for a while, he he was like, God, am I am I really capable of doing this? But in this dialogue that he's having with God, it's I need your presence. Like I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna fulfill this, I'm not gonna go beyond this unless your presence comes with me. Unless your presence comes with me, and then God responds to him that he will be with him, and he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. And the presence of God produces rest in our lives. It produces rest in our lives. It, 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 it produces even whenever you can be, have, be under such tremendous amount of stress as, as Moses was at this point of, of what you, the, you literally feel in the weight of the world. But yet knowing that, that he wasn't in charge, you know, that, that, that he could, he could lean and rely on the leadership of God. And a lot of times whenever we feel you know, all of us have experienced stress. How many of you have experienced stress in here? Let me see. Okay, you got, you're in school, you got finals, some of you at work. Life has a, a tendency of producing stress. Some of y'all lead life groups, you know, even, even that can be stressful at time, times. But oftentimes, whenever we find ourselves beginning to get burdened, it's because we're trusting in our own ability, we're trusting in, our, in ourselves and not leaning upon the presence of God. And sometimes we forget that we don't have to lead, that, that He's leading us. We just, we're just a vessel. We're just a vessel to be, you know, to, for God to flow through. And so when the presence of God is where the presence of God is, it changes perspectives. And that's why every so often I like to do a service like this. Where, where we really focus in, in cultivating the presence of God. And, and it's in those moments that, that, that things just can change for you. That it's in, I can't tell you how many times that in a worship service, in a worship setting, or in a time of just extended worship, I, I find that I get some of the, the, the most words from God at that point. And God can begin to speak to you. And so where the presence of God is, there's rest. And Jesus even said this, uh, to us, he said that then Jesus said, come to me in Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. Then he said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. You know, growing up, I always, me and Josh were talking about this not that long ago. You know, you grow up in Sunday school, if you're growing up in church, I always thought a, a yoke of like an egg yolk. You know, I was like, man, this, I, is it like, e like my yoke is easy, like, you know, e easy on the, on the yoke, you know, just kind of like, you know, I was like, what, what, what is that all about? And it's really incredible uh, whenever you study yokes of, of what really the Bible is talking about, you had uh, typically you'd have two uh, oxen. Is that the uh, the proper <laughs> two oxen? And uh, a yoke was um, was that like a, 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 an instrument, a strap that they would put around uh, the ox neck and uh, and they would they could carry uh, they could carry loads. And so you would yoke up two 
uh, oxen together and, uh, and they would be able to carry a load. When a lot of times what would happen is you had, if you mixed the two uh, ox, you'd have maybe an older one and a younger one. And a lot of times the, the younger one uh, was a little bit more zealous than the other one. The other one had carried uh, a whole lot and was more familiar with, with how, what the pace was. And, and what would happen when, if they wouldn't walk in unison is it that that yoke would begin to shift. It began to shift and it be able begin to rub and it would begin to to rub their necks raw, and it, and it would begin to cause a, a tremendous amount of pain. And the Bible, Jesus uses this analogy because we're yoked up to Christ, and whenever we're not following the same pace, whenever we're not walking in the presence of God, that yoke begins to get uneasy. It begins to get difficult. It begins to cause pain in our lives. And a lot of times whenever we're not resting, we're not, you know, feeling at rest. I'm not just talking about sleep, but just feeling, you know, just feeling at ease, feeling peace. And a lot of times that's because we're trying to get ahead of God. And ultimately, we got to follow his pace. We got to walk at his pace. And where the presence of God is, it produces rest. And so whenever we focus on, on getting back into his presence, it produces rest in our lives. The second thing that God's presence produces is God's presence produces vision. God's presence produces vision in our lives. Some of you, that's right where you're at. Some of you, you really need vision. You really need God's perspective. You're making some different decisions and, and you really need to hear the voice of God. And in First uh, Samuel chapter three, in verse one, it says, "Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli." And I, I really want to key in on this. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. And one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not gone out yet. And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. I won't read the whole story, but many of you know the story of, you know, God's calling out to, to Samuel and he thinks that it's the voice of Eli. He thinks that Eli's trying to, to, to talk to him. And, and finally he realizes that he's hearing the voice of God and God begins to speak some things to him that, that are coming. And, and what it teaches us is that whenever we choose to get in the presence of God, it gives us His vision. That that's where we hear the voice of God. That is in a moment where, where we are set aside. Samuel was so committed to the presence of God that he wasn't, just, he wasn't satisfied with just being in the building. He wasn't satisfied at, at that time. God uh, was contained to the building. He lit, you know, the, the presence of God represented the, the Ark of the Covenant. But Samuel wanted to get right up next to it. He wanted to get as close to the Ark as possible. And whenever we're in that place where we want to get as close to God's presence as possible, that's whenever we begin to get a word from God. And how much more if Samuel, think about this. How much more if Samuel can hear the voice of God and heard a voice from God and got a vision from God and, and, and got direction from God of what was coming, coming up in, in his life, how much more can we hear the voice of God today? 
When Jesus died on the cross, it, it, it tore the, the, the veil from top to bottom, produce, realizing that the Holy Spirit could now be on the earth. And now, now the, the voice of God is not scarce. That, that a message from God is not rare. That a vision from God is not rare. And, and God says that He would pour out His Spirit upon the earth without measure. Overflowing. Just completely just pouring it out all over. And we have the ability to tap in to the presence of God. I don't know if you realize how in, what an incredible blessing that is. Can you imagine the day and age that they were living in where it was rare for people to even hear a word from God? What, how, what a blessing it is that that we have the ability through Jesus to hear the voice of God, to, to gain His perspective, to get a vision for our lives, and it happens in the presence of God. The third thing that the presence of God produces in our life is the presence of God produces holiness. The presence of God produces holiness. In Exodus chapter 33 and verse 16, it says, For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight and your people? Is it not in going with you if is it not in your going with us? So what are we? So what are we? What distincts us from everyone else and your people? It's your presence. The presence of God is what separates us from everyone else. And what holiness means is to be separate, is to be set apart. It means that, that we're not confused. It doesn't mean to be weird. It doesn't mean to be overly spiritual. It just means to be set apart. And it's obvious. It's obvious that somebody that, that's walking and living in holiness, and the more that we get into the presence of God, the more that, that we realize that our need for Him you ever you ever just just crave the presence of God? Like you ever like you ever come in this place and like man, I just I just really I really want to just encounter the presence of God. Are you? I, I, there are moments where I just I crave the presence of God, and and in those moments where I just encounter Him afresh, experience Him afresh, it just it it just literally just refreshes me, and it produces all those things in my life. It produces rest. It produces fresh vision. It produces holiness. It produces holiness. It produces an ability that where I realize how holy God is. The Bible says that we are to be holy just as God is holy. And the only way that we can be holy is because of what Jesus did for us. Is what Jesus did for us. And what separates us from God's presence is sin. And I'm just going to just close. We're about to go into a time where we just go right back into worship and just get into His presence a little bit more. But, you know, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, they had priests. And, and, and priests were really the only, only people that could get into the presence of God. It was the only people that could hear God. And, and uh, once a year, they, a, a priest would enter into the tabernacle and and what they would do is they would tie a string around their ankle and, and to see they would go and represent the people before God. And, and what would happen is if, 
if uh, if there was sin in the priest's life that they couldn't they couldn't contain it and, and they would they would die and they would drag the priest out. And what that means for us is the Bible calls us a royal priesthood. The Bible says that that because of what Jesus did, that every single person can enter into the presence of God. And I'm really thankful that whenever sin's in my life, I don't and I get before God, I don't just die. Are you thankful for that? The reason that yes, sin separates us from God. I think most of us know that. But the good news is is that it's not just over. You don't have sin and you don't just get in the presence of God and it's done. That because of what Jesus did for us, that we can continue to get right back into the presence of God. So maybe today, you, you, may, have, you may have blown it. There might be some type of sin in your life and maybe you're feeling condemned. Maybe you're feeling beaten down. And maybe you, you've been trying to go after the presence of God. Maybe you've been praying and worshiping and, and really not experiencing Him. Really not encountering His presence. And, and you realize that, that maybe it, it's sin in your life. And some of you, you may have just stopped at that point right there. They're like, man, I, I just can't. I just can't overcome this. The good news is, is that the moment that we repent, we can get right back into that presence. We can get right back into that place. We can get right back. And, and whenever we get back in that place, it begins to produce those things in our life. It begins to produce rest where you, you, just, you're, you feel the peace of God. It begins to produce vision to where, you know, you, you may have been in that place. I think all of us have been in the place where God feels so distant. Like you really need a, a voice. You really need to hear God's voice. To some of you, that, that's such a foreign concept to be able to actually hear the voice of God. But whenever we repent, most of the time, that, that's, that's actually all the time, that's, that's what keeps us from the presence of God is that sin. But the moment that he he is faithful, guys, he is so faithful. He is so willing to forgive us. He's so willing to for, to just wash us clean. And the, and sometimes we can be in church and and uh, and scriptures can become almost cliche. You know, all of us have heard that. You know, he forgives us as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember our sin anymore. So, yeah, I've, I've heard that before. You know, I've heard that He's faithful and just to forgive me. But you have a hard time just maybe receiving forgiveness. I'm here to tell you tonight that those Scriptures aren't cliche. It doesn't matter how often you've heard them. They're true. It's the inspired Word of God. And the moment that tonight you're going to have a, a, an opportunity right now to just get right, to readjust. All of us need forgiveness. Every single one of us blow it. It's not that, it's not that we strive to sin, we strive for holiness. But the, the reality is, is we still live in a fallen world. We still have a fallen nature. We still have a flesh that can get in the way. And so tonight, with that perspective, with this perspective of what the presence of God produces... I want us to go back into worship with this in mind, that the presence of God, it produces rest, it produces vision, 
and it produces holiness. And I believe right now in this moment, in the next 20 minutes, you're going to get and experience the presence of God more than you did the last hour. Because with this perspective, this change, the moment that you realize, you know what? God wants to encounter me just as more, actually, than, than I want to encounter Him. God, God's not like just distant and not wanting to be found. If you read His Word everywhere, He wants to be found. He wants to be found. He said, you seek me, you'll find me. Come close to me and I will come close to you. But in order, order to get close to God, we got to get this sin nature right. So I want everybody to just stand up real quick. And I want you to understand an incredible fundamental principle of Christianity. We're talking about square one, getting the principles of Christianity and growth. I want to share just a fundamental principle that will change your life. And it's this, that the Holy Spirit convicts, but the enemy condemns. The Holy Spirit convicts us, but the enemy condemns us. What's the difference? Conviction shows us an area in our life that's off and gives us a solution. Condemnation shows an area in our life that's off but offers no solution. Offers no hope. And the enemy will show something in your life and point something out, a flaw, and, and, it's, and it's normally, most of the time, it's true. He'll show you sin in your life and, and it's true. You do have this sin in your life, but He offers you no hope. The Holy Spirit will show a sin in our lives and then show us the cross. He'll show something in our lives that, look, this isn't right in your life, but the good news is that my son died on the cross, that everything could be made right again. That you don't have to just drop out of the presence of God. He doesn't exile anybody. He says, get this right and come right back. So right now in this moment, as we just continue in worship, as we continue to get closer to His presence, I want everybody to just close their eyes and bow their heads just to create just a private moment. It doesn't matter who you are, if you're a leader doesn't matter if what, what the sin is if you would be so bold right now to, to just slip up your hand and say I have a sin in my life that is keeping me from the presence of God that I need to repent of just slip your hand up right now there's something in my life come on just be bold just be bold right now there's something in my life there's sin in my life that's keeping me from the presence of God Right now, I just want all of us corporately to just to just pray this. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, say it with all your heart. Lord Jesus, I just confess right now that I need your forgiveness. I thank you, Lord, that you're faithful and you're just to forgive me of all of my sin. And I claim your word right now. That just as far as the east is from the west, 
you don't remember my sin. And I break condemnation off my life right now in the name of Jesus. And I receive your forgiveness. Lord Jesus, we just thank you right now in this moment. Lord, I just pray right now over every single person. Come on, just lift up your hands to heaven. Everybody in this place. I just declare right now that condemnation is broken off of every heart. Condemnation is broken off of every mind. That every distraction, every hindrance right now in the name of Jesus is broken in this place. Lord Jesus, we desire your presence more than ever. Lord Jesus, we just declare right now that we just receive your presence. You made a way, God. You made a way that we could come in in a place like this and worship right now. And it's not just instruments. It's not just another voice. But we can experience your presence, God. Lord, I just pray right now over every single person, God. Lord, as your presence just fills this place. Come on. Just welcome in his presence right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Come on, just say it. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You're welcome. You're welcome in this place. Let your presence fill this place. Let your presence fill this place tonight. Let your presence fill this place tonight. Come on, if you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just begin to just pray in your heavenly language right now. Come on. Come on, God, just lift it up. Thank you, Jesus. Just come on. Just stir your heart right now. Just prepare the way right now. Let's just focus in right now on His presence. Your presence is in this place. Your presence is in this place, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram.